All right, here's what I'm taking away. I can make this save and I will make this save. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon, and this is the show 100% dedicated to dominating the lacrosse goalie position. And on this show, my job's really simple. It's interview the best goalies in our sport, pick their brain, hear their stories, find out what makes them so great. What are the mindsets that they have? What are the drills that they do? What is just one little thing that you can take from their game and incorporate into your own game? My guest this week is Michigan goalie Shane Carr coming out of Maryland. Great conversation with this goalie. We recorded this uh, mid-season, so at the beginning of April, I'm a little bit behind on my episodes on getting them out. I went on a tear of interviewing goalies, but this is a great one. He talks about working with a sports psychologist, uh, what it was like attending a public school and the mental battles he had to go through and the drills and, and mindsets that he has to be an elite Division One goalie. So ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this episode with Michigan goalie Shane Carr. Before we begin this episode, I want to let you know about a really cool opportunity that I put on that I'm giving to you guys for free. It's a virtual coaching session that you can get access to. The technique is called the hop, and you're seeing a lot of goalies, including top NCAA and pro goalies, use this technique to get better balance, to make more saves, to be quicker, to have faster reaction time. I learned the technique from John Galloway, and I just put on a virtual coaching session teaching it all, giving, giving you everything that you need to know about this technique. I got a lot of high-def videos that go into, into depth on how to do it, what the benefits are. So check it out, laxgoalyrat.com slash hop laxgoalyrat.com slash hop. You can get signed up and get a replay of the live free coaching event. Once again, that's laxgoalyrat.com slash hop. Enjoy the show. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show, University of Michigan starting goalie. Big game against Maryland coming up this week. Uh, it's Shane Carr. Shane, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Damon. Yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be tons of fun. Um, before we get into, you know, your game right now, I kind of want to know where it all began. You remember the very first time you jumped into goal? Yeah. So this is like a story my grandma loves to tell all the time. So I started playing in kindergarten down in Georgia. Uh, I was playing with second graders, third graders, because that's how old my brother was. Want to play with him. Dad played in college. So, you know, I want to get started early with the game. So I think it was like probably first or second practice, you know, they got us running like the warm-up laps around the field, jogging, like get warm. And man, I hated that. So like, a couple weeks later, no one wanted to be goalie. And then coach said, whoever's goalie doesn't have to run. And just kind of shot my hand up and then the rest is history. Yeah. I remember that uh, when they asked me to be goalie, I'd be lying if I said the, the lack of running was not an enticing thing because lacrosse is a running man's game. And you, I mean, it is, it is very tiring. And you'd see these middies come off the field. And even me as a midi, I'd come off and I'd be like, you know, with that feeling of like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to throw up. This is so much running. And now I'm the goalie. It's a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a little trade off there though, that I didn't understand when I was that young getting like hit with balls, but learned to love it. So, and then, yeah, here I am. How did you learn to love it? Cause yeah, I mean, you know, as, as any youth goalie will tell you, like they're scared of the ball and you get hit in the thigh, you get hit in the shin, you get hit to me, the calf burner was kind of one of the worst ones. Yeah. Cause that usually meant that's going in the goal as well. <laughs> um, anyway, how did you learn to love it? Uh, I want to say don't love it. It's a love hate relationship for sure. I mean, still to this day, there's days where I'm like, kind of like, last thing I want to do is take a step down shot to the shin. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. You just kind of have to, have to like, like don't think about it. And then after a couple hits, especially like in a game, 
in the game, when you get the adrenaline pump and it doesn't really hurt, it's like in the practices. And I grew up, my brother was, uh, he was a senior when I was a freshman in high school. So he had a couple years on me. Uh, so like three years on me. And then growing up through like elementary school, middle school, he was a midfielder and I was a goalie. So stepping into the backyard, you know how that went. I was in cage. He'd bring me out, put me in cage and he'd just take shots as long as he wanted to. And then I had to kind of stand there and soak him. So I kind of from that, that backyard gauntlet kind of got me uh, ready. And then seeing those like faster shots uh, at that age, like kind of step into the cage with kids my age, it really helped. And I was like the shots I was seeing at like a younger age, I was like, this is cake. I could eat those up. Yeah. You know, one thing that really helped me learn to love the bruises or, or just at least I don't know. Like you said, it's a love-hate relationship. I've never heard that before, but it's it's really true. But just learned to tolerate them a little more was the team culture that we had was really one that anytime I got hit, like the the team was going nuts. Like they were they were like, "Yeah, Damon, way to go, nice save," and that really helped. You know, that uh-huh. really helped me up here get know that all right. If I take one off the leg, like that's a save, and my team's going to be pumped up, and I'm helping out the team. Um, so I think that's really important. Um, it was that something that, you know, you, you grew up in Maryland, sort of a hotbed yeah. of lacrosse. Is that, is that something that your team cultures have had? I mean, yeah, I feel like anywhere you go, you'll have that culture. It's like when the goalie makes a save, like when you make a save as a goalie, it's the best feeling in the world. Kind of like mm-hmm. everyone gets everyone's pumped, everyone's juiced for you. And then to take it off like the shin or something to like put your body on the line. I feel like your teammates kind of respect that. And then you get respect from that and then just punch everyone up. And I love to play for my team, love to play for everyone else on the sidelines. So to see them get pumped for me, just kind of gives me that extra juice uh, to move forward. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So when you're first starting out, you know, your older brother's cranking on you in the backyard. Are you, did you get padded up or was it, you know, just the normal, um, regular, you know, chest pad, gloves, helmet, et cetera. Uh, I think like through like elementary school, like I, when I played, they kind of made me wear those like padded shorts. I don't know if you know, like these black padded shorts. I tried to get rid of those, but coaches didn't like that until like sixth grade. But when I stepped in cage with my brother, I was just repping gloves, chesty, cup and helmet. And then, yeah, wasn't too happy when I took one off the shin or thigh for sure, but definitely made me a stronger person. Yeah. I took one off the shin the very first, like the, my very first practice. And I was just like, what did I just sign up for? This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> That's so much pain, like a yeah. direct shin bone hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are the worst. <laughs> now I've learned to, those have gotten a little bit better. I don't know if it's like nerve damage or mm. what, but I'm kind of like soaking those ones up. It's definitely right now. The calf shots are the ones that hurt the most. And yeah, like something like a bicep, something that kind of restricts your movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anything straight onto like the uh, shin or thigh, I've learned to eat those up. Yeah, nice. So how did you, you know, at a young age then, how did you go about um, learning how to make saves? Was it just kind of reps with the backyard with your brother? I imagine, you know, being in such a um, a hotbed of lacrosse, (laughs) there's some good coaches around. Yeah, I mean, I went through the gauntlet of going to the summer camps and a bunch of coaches. Uh, I had a couple of great coaches growing up, especially like middle school. Coach Back, he was a former goalie at Maryland through my club team, and a bunch of others that like taught me like the fundamentals. And I was really a guy that loved to listen to the coaches and kind of like just focus on those fundamentals. Like I was never that flashy goalie, that kid that makes like the diving save or is doing the splits. Like I was a kid that's just like makes the save and makes it look easy, I guess. So I just like focus on really stepping to the ball is a big one. Once you can get over your fear of the ball at a young age, just step into that ball, using those hands, uh, getting your body behind the ball. Cause that's the big thing. And once mm-hmm. I could do that, do that, I feel like I started seeing my success in cage. Yeah. It is kind of an interesting point you bring up there. I had, um, I had Tillman Johnson on the show, right? Like legendary goalie. Yeah. And I did kind of talk to, we talked a little bit about, like, I don't know, I was kind of, I'm not like making fun of him, but just pointing out like there's certain saves or like maybe it's just an off hip save. Like he certainly adds like a lot of extra flair to it to kind of like make the save look 
I mean, that's just his style, but, but there's certainly something to be said about a goalie. Who's just, who's not that right. You just make the saves and you make them fundamentally. And that kind of sounds like, you know, that that's more your style. Yeah, that's definitely more a style. I mean, I like to make the flashy saves every now and then I'll get like some like diving save across the cage or just fast moving save. But yeah, uh, I feel like when I get scored on, it's when I start doing that weird stuff. Like when I'm not set in cage and just moving all weird, like I just don't, it just doesn't work out for me. And like, that's just kind of like what being a goalie is. Everyone has their own style and different things work for them. So Uh, being fundamental and just like, relying on my like hand speed and just like fundamental skills is what gets me going. Yeah. Speaking of hand speed, um, when I was watching that Notre Dame game, they made a comment, the announcers made a comment that like, that was your, like one of the better parts of your game, or maybe that came from your coach. Um, how do you, how did you develop that, that quick hand speed? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's like, I just like having fast hands. That's something I focus on a lot in my training. Like now I'll mix in kind of like the boxing speed bag and some other tricks there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like my dad also gave me some drills growing up and just focus on that with like some rubber band work. Um, but it's definitely something I always like to have. So I always try to focus on that. I feel like if you have fast hands, you can like kind of sit back and be patient on the ball because I'm a very patient goalie, some people might say. So with that being patient, you have to have a, a, like quick hands to make up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Did you grow, uh, grow? did you play <clears throat> other sports uh, when you were growing up? Oh yeah. I played like soccer, football, wrestling, basketball, all the basic ones. Um, by the time I was in like middle school though, I really focused on like wrestling and cross. Stop playing football as much. I mean, I was like a left tackle in football, so wasn't as a great work. So I did really love that. And then through high school, like wrestling first two years and just like playing soccer and basketball with my friends. Nothing too serious. I was really, I really wish I played more sports though. I tried new things and I got more intense in sports, but I feel like everything I did ended up helping my lacrosse game too. Yeah. What, what specifically do you think wrestling taught you um, that helped you in your lacrosse goalie game? Uh, definitely the mindset. I mean, lacrosse is, or being a goalie, uh, other than like all the, besides all the other positions, like it's really like maybe Fogo. It's really like a one, like it's just you and cage. And yeah, you have a whole defense in front of you, like protecting you. But when you get that, like, step down from, like, 10 yards and, like, no one on his hand, it really becomes you and the shooter mm-hmm. and that one-on-one mentality. And the wrestling, when you step on the mat, it's just you. Like, the coaches are on the sideline, but they can't help you. It's kind of just bend for yourself there. So just having that strong mental game is really what gets me going. And uh, being able to fight back from maybe a shot, like, that goes in, being able to be like, okay, this happened, like, can't, like, dwell on it. You have to move forward. So definitely the mental game. And obviously it definitely got me more fit for the the lacrosse game. Wrestling's no joke. So definitely lost a few pounds there. Yeah. Um, I was a high school wrestler as well. Um, <laughs> that was my main sport. That was my main sport. I was big time wrestler. Um, I was okay. I got like, like third huh. and or <laughs> fourth or fifth in like in the section. So, you know, nothing, yeah. No. Nothing amazing, but yeah, I mean, all those things you just said, like it, it helps you so much with the mindset because it, it's just you versus that opponent, right? And you know that have I outworked this opponent? Have I, you know, if I lose, I have nobody to blame but myself. Um, and so it's it's all about that. And and like you said, lacrosse is a team game, so it's a little bit different than than wrestling, which is just pure one on one. Uh, but at the same time, when it is a step down shot, hands free, like that is a one on one moment, right? In a team yeah. game. So I think, I think, uh, I think wrestling taught me quite a bit mentally um, and physically. Like you said, there's no other sport, I think, where your level of conditioning needs to be as high as, as a wrestler, because it is, it's only a six minute match, but it's like you're just flexing and oh, using yeah. all of your muscles for six minutes. And it's <clears throat> so exhausting. Yeah. Definitely coming from the goalie background where I'm not running as much. 
thrown into the the wrestling ring got me got me some conditioning I never had before. So that was good. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what would you say is your favorite part about being uh, the goalie? Uh, kind of being that like that last wall of defense. Like I like that pressure. I like kind of making those plays. I love it when I make that save and the whole crowd goes crazy. It's just like something I live for. I mean, uh, it doesn't like making that like one-on-one save. Everyone's like, how do you get that is something like you can't beat that feeling. I mean, but it also comes with its drawbacks. Like when you get scored on, I mean, it's like all eyes on you. So that's how I feel at least. I mean, uh, it's just that just being that one person is really what I love. Yeah. It's the spotlight, baby. It's the spotlight for, for better or for worse spotlights on you. And when it's for the better, that's all. I mean, I mean, that's my favorite part as well is just being able to take over a game and control a game. And, and, um, I love that part, but yeah, like you said, you gotta be able to deal with the goals given up as well. Yeah. Do you have some sort of, um, routine that you go through when you give up a goal or how, how do you go about like staying mentally strong after you give up a goal or maybe even like a stretch of two or three goals? Yeah. I mean, that's like kind of the toughest question for like every goalie. I mean, every goalie kind of gets in their slumps and starts letting up goals. And it's like, how do you get back to that, that flow state you're just in? So I give up a goal. I mean, like first thing on mine's like, like, great. Like I just let up that goal, like kind of like yell at myself for a second, but I go and give myself like five seconds to like get down on myself. Then after that, turn around, try and make it, make it a point to like get every goal or every ball out of the goal. Cause it's my goal and uh, balls aren't supposed to be in there. So it's my job to clean those out, give them to the ref, make a point of that and then bring it into the huddle of the defense. That's an important part as a goalie talking to the defense, uh, making sure we're on the same page. Cause at the end, end of the day, it is team sport. I have to like, be on the same page and then after that once I get back into the cage I just maybe do a little breathing recite like some sort of mantra I have and then kind of get back try to try to forget everything block out the noise um of the crowd because especially now I'm learning that in big games with like crowds you'll have people yelling at you as a goalie because you're like that easy target and like mm-hmm. they want to get in your head so you just have to block out that noise and kind of focus on yourself and then Kind of be like, I trust myself. Uh, I will make the next save because I can make the next save. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I've spoken with a bunch of goalies and that's kind of the three things that they all, the three things that, that I find in a great reset routine is that deep breath. Uh, Cause the breath is huge, right? Like when, when you stop yeah. breathing, like you get all tense and when we're tense, we don't play well. So it's that deep breath. It's the mantra. So something verbal. Um, I'd love to hear what yours is if you're willing to share it, but usually it's something positive, like quick, aggressive, like some, something like that, that you literally say out loud and, and say to yourself. And then the third thing that some goalies do, and, and you might do this as well instinctively is some sort of physical action, whether that be checking the pipes or, you know, tapping yeah. your helmet or something like that. Um, is that something, is that something you do kind of instinctively? Yeah, I feel like I definitely do it. Like when I walk back into the cage, I just like kind of smack both pipes and then like twirl yeah. my stick, maybe jump up in the air. Sometimes I go like that. That's, that's a good one to like when I'm really, really down. That's like kind of gives me that jolt, that extra adrenaline boost. Like, okay, let's go like back in the game. But like <clears throat> you're also saying that mantra. My, my, I have like two different mantras. So after I get like a goal scored on me, I kind of like do the breathing like a couple seconds in, hold it a couple seconds out type thing and then I say to myself that I can make or I will make this save because I can make this save and I feel like that's big because that's kind of like giving confidence in myself like and trusting myself trusting my skill because I personally believe I can make every save I see and then when I don't it's definitely a disappointment but I kind of have to be like okay next save like we will make this next save and also like try not to say like you have to make this save because once you start thinking you have to, like you put those like definite like words into those mantras, that's mm. when you start putting a little extra pressure on yourself and the extra pressure kind of gets you more tense. So I just try to like be more confident and tense. I love that. That's so awesome. That's so powerful. Yeah, I agree. 
once you say like, oh, I got to make this save, it's such a different, it's such a different, it comes from such a different place than I can make this save. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, and you got to talk to yourself positively because like you said, everyone else on the opposing team and the opposing sideline is not, um, they're going to try and get in your head. I mean, I played in the MCLA where, where, uh, the fans can sit literally, they bring sofas and put them right on the sideline and drink <laughs> beers and talk to the goalie uh-huh. all game long. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, and try and get in your head. And so like, you've got to be strong up here mentally. Um, and tell yourself positive things because a lot of people are not are going to try and get you off that. So you got it. You got to be a rock. Uh, well, cool. Love it. Um, and then you play at, uh, let's see, Severna Park High oh. School, which is a pretty legendary lacrosse program. Um, I think I read or I heard you guys didn't even lose a game while you were there, right? Uh, no, it was, we didn't lose a game my I think it was my junior year we didn't lose a game, but uh, we lost a few, my so- like one or two, maybe sophomore or senior year. The stats, the stat that like the media has been throwing around a little bit is that like personally, I never lost a game there. Like any game that I was in cage, uh, never lost. Like the games we lost, I was either uh, tore my meniscus uh, mm-hmm. senior year, so I was out like the second half of the season, and then uh, sophomore or junior year. I was out with like mono for a few games. So we lost one there, but overall we had a very dominant record there winning a four state championships. The time I was there it was definitely cool to be a part of. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that would be, that'd be awesome to be a part of. And, and you as the backbone of that team, uh, it's got, it's gotta be pretty special. Um, what about, you know, as you get to high school, as you get to college, maybe your goalie game changes or you, or you try different things. Can you talk to me a little bit about kind of the evolution of, of your goalie game? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, from middle school to high school is a big jump because you're definitely a lot smaller than the seniors <clears throat> and the shots are marginally way better. So that jump is really hard mentally and physically and you kind of just have to like stay with it i mean when you first get there like very few people are going to be able to hang with the the senior going to maryland stepping down mm-hmm. like it's just a whole nother shot so uh i really that was like one of the times where i really focused on like uh just seeing the ball just trusting myself and just seeing reps I think an important part of that was just reps, reps, reps. Um, nothing beats getting a couple of guys and shoot on you. And then that just builds your confidence up, allows you to really hone in on the ball and the speed of the ball. Um, like position-wise and like stance-wise, I didn't really change much. I might have went from like a <clears throat> like a mid-high arc middle school to maybe a lower arc in high school, just because of the speed of the ball. <clears throat> and I think I stepped out at a 45 degree angle a lot during middle school. Once I went to high school, I kind of got that lateral movement in instead of like trying to like attack the ball, kind of like beat the ball to where it's going. Like mental game. Yep. Love it. Love it. Um, and when I look at, it looks like you kind of set up pretty, pretty wide in the bait in the base now with your, with your, with your feet, right? Like well outside the shoulder width has, has that always been the case or when you were shorter, was it more, you know, maybe shoulder width or just a a tad outside? I don't know. I feel like I've been always like changing my stance up, like little tweaks, like thinking like past three years, I've like changed up where I hold my hands like four or five times and feet like maybe like two or three, but this uh, wide stance is really something I adopted this year, kind of. Mm. Um, a senior goaltender on our team, Johnny Kirkoff, that was like his thing. And kind of like watching him, I kind of tried it out a few times and I kind of liked it. Uh, in the past, I feel like in order to do that, you really need like a strong base. So this year I've been attacking the weight room a little bit more. So that's given me that stronger base to allow me to do that. In the past, I think I really had that like shoulder width. Um, uh, base so well I really like this low or like the wide base because it really takes up a lot of cage and allows you to be like 
pretty explosive, like those outside shots. And it also takes up cage. So shooters, like, I feel like they're starting to miss a little bit more. Yeah. I do feel like um, you need a little bit of height to do it, which you got. I mean, you're 6'2", yeah. so it, it works out. Um, and especially like, you know, when they're, you know, top right or top left and you're in that wide base, like your, your feet pretty much go post to post, right. From what the shooter sees. And so like everything that it gets shot on you is on your frame, right? Like, you know, that like, if it's outside of your leg, that's going wide. Um, and I just think that it's the, you know, as long as you can still be explosive, which if you watch the tape, you are right. You're not so wide that you can't move left or right athletically. I really think that it's the future of the position, but again, you got to have the height and the body type to do it. If you don't, that's fine. Like I'm five, eight. So like I played a much different way and it worked for me. And you see shorter goalies at the D one level right now, having success, um, in different styles. So, you know, Mm -hmm. do what works for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree that like wide based is really, and I also think it plays to my like play style. Like you'll see a guy like Blaze Reardon, who has like a complete different play style than me. He just plays loose. And his like he's just practically standing up at times making saves. Yeah. But like a guy like Jonathan Ken, who I think I play like, he has that wide base and um kind of makes those explosive movements, like kind of more patient, waits on the ball. And I feel like that kind of what, what helps me make the saves. Yeah, love it. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about your recruiting process. Um, I imagine, you know, your four-time state champ, the yeah. goalie of a four-time state champ team coming out of Savannah Park, you might probably got some looks. Um, you know, what made you choose Michigan and, and what were some other schools um, involved there? Yeah, well, you'd think that I would get a ton of looks from my record and uh, state championships, but it actually turned out that, like, being from that, like, public school kind of had that – I think it had a little – um, kind of like, I don't, I don't want to say it hurt me, but it didn't give me as much looks like, say I was like from like a mid-tier MIA school. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that perspective on uh, like public school kids that not as good, especially from Maryland, that are not as good as those MIA kids and kind of that public-private rivalry. Um, but I did get looks. I mean, I was on like a top-tier club team going throughout high school, so that was able to give me looks. but. I uh, really didn't get any offers or anything to like really my summer going into senior year. And that was like pretty tough on me because I mean, I was like a part of that rule change. I did get looks, um, but it really was something I had to wait on. And I didn't get an offer from Michigan until like August going into senior year. And it came with the caveat of being I had to do a year at prep school. So that was something I had to really think about. Um, so I did that year at prep school. And when I got that offer, I only had two other offers. So it was really something I had to think about. Um, at that point, I was really thinking where I go after high school if I don't play lacrosse. That's the conversation I had to, like, I started to have because I had to. Uh, my like, options were getting, like, starting to dwindle. But I held out. And I think the most important part for, like, the young boys, like, you got to hold out. You got to be confident in yourself, understand that you will get the offers if you're putting that work, you know? Interesting. Wow. What a story. So that's got to be hard on you mentally. You know, like I imagine some of your teammates, they've got offers. They're going to play D1. And you're kind of thinking like, wait a minute, like I got the talent. I I can do it. Like what, you know, where are my offers? How was that? How did you deal with that, you know, mentally? I mean, it was really tough. Uh, going in, I did target some schools. Like, I spent a lot of time, like, from like freshman year to like junior year. My number one was Army, and I was like, because that's where my brother played, my dad played there. So I was like, that's where I want to go, like, just realistically. And then, uh, it just didn't work out that way. Might have been like skill, but might have just been because they just didn't have like enough room on the roster. That's just how like recruiting goes, and it just didn't work out. Uh, between us but like once I realized I wasn't going to get the offer from Army kind of had to pivot it was pretty late in the game and I talked to Utah a little bit um but yeah my other offers were Drexel and Lafayette and great schools but I didn't really see myself going there and then luckily Michigan kind of reached out and 
it was really like Coach Connery and Coach Rogalski. They really like saw my like patient uh, skills and this when I the way I sit on the ball. They really like that, and luckily they they gave me the chance to prove what I got. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, what and then what I didn't understand like the year of of prep school like is that was that an uh, educational thing or they just kind of wanted you to be in the class uh, following that one or or and yeah. is that a year uh, of junior college or what? Well, it was like um, so when I got recruited, like kind of like midway through my high school year, I think there was a coach change. That was when the coach change at Michigan was. So uh, this class, I am the class of like who graduated high school 2020 was really their first like full recruiting class for like coach Connery and the class before that were like a mix. So like the 2019 recruiting class had uh, already had Mac Fodiades and it was a great guy, great goalie, but like kind of tough to bring in two goalies into one class. And I was obviously the latter guy coming in late. So they gave me that offer to come in and they really wanted me. I mean, being from, like public school, uh, they didn't think I saw like the highest quality of shots in high school because I was able, I was, wasn't really challenged as much as I would have been, say private school maybe, but they want to see me like better shots being in that prep school circuit. So they just thought it'd be good. I also tore my meniscus senior year. So I was recovering like the entire next year. So got it. I'll put into it. Got it. Well, it worked out, you know, you're at the university of Michigan. Now it's a yeah. phenomenal program. Um, I played against Michigan, you know, that, uh, so really? yeah, well, Michigan used to be MCLA back, back in the club days. Yep. Back in the club oh, days. Yeah. So, um, we flew out to Michigan. It's the worst game I ever played in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, I don't even, you, I don't, you guys don't play there anymore, but there's that like field house. It's like, Osterdorf or Osterdorf. Maybe they renamed it. Oh yeah. Since. That's where we have uh, indoor practice there. So I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's this white sort of field half white back. I just couldn't pick up the ball and, and Trust I don't me, know. I know. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was my I, first I, taste. I, <clears throat> I hate playing in that thing. I mean, it's white walls. The lightning's not great. It's just like, I don't know. It's so hard to pick up on the ball. It takes like, two to three practices just in there to finally start like getting dialed in on the ball. It's so tough. And being a goalie coming in from like another team, having to play there, I can't imagine. Thank you. Yeah. Like now now I feel way yeah. better. Now I feel <laughs> way better all these years. I'm like, I'm like, cause we had like a pregame, you know, it's the MCLA. You don't uh-huh. get to, like maybe we had a little pregame run, like shoot around or something like that before, but yeah. yeah, white walls. And so I just couldn't pick up the ball. I ended up getting pulled worst game of my career. <laughs> Um, but it was awesome. It was an awesome experience getting to travel out there and play and play Michigan. Um, and then, yeah. And then they went D one, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, well, awesome. I, I, um, I, uh, wanted to ask you about now becoming the starter, right? So this is your first year, um, being the starter. This is your, your sophomore year. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. What was that experience like? You know, I imagine obviously being the starter and, and winning games and is every goalie's goal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, talk to me a little bit about, about how you made that happen. Definitely a long pro- progress or process. Um, started, started last year, was able to get the second spot behind uh, John last year. And I was able to get some game experience last year. I think first game I stepped into was against Maryland, first game of the year, the fourth quarter, and, and kind of like that experience as a freshman. Stepping to that game, getting some step downs there was big. Played against Rutgers too was big, but coming into this year was really my goal. Really, my like focus was to get this starting like job, and I know that like I was going to have to fight for it, battle for it, because like John Kierkegaard, he's no joke. Like. He's legit. He's a legit D1 goalie. He's won games, won big games, and made big plays. And uh, to beat, like, try to beat him out was a tough task. Like, all respect to him. Like, and he, like, kind of, like, without that, like, guy to look up to, like, <clears throat> I don't think I would have been able to do it. But, like, fall was definitely tough. I mean, finding my groove, getting into it. Didn't have the best scrimmage. Um, 
And then like coming into the spring season, I was like a couple steps behind him, behind John. And then uh, I think the biggest turnaround for my game was I started you like utilizing the Michigan like sports psychologists, uh, talking to them, uh, them just about my mental game, being able to talk to somebody about my mental game and like kind of these like tips and tricks in case like be set, be ready. Cause uh, I was coming in off a, off like a half senior year from an injury, then going into COVID and then coming in from last year. So before uh, that first game of the season against Bellarmine, I think it was like maybe two years since I played an actual game. So there's a really lot of pressure, like big mental game to get to that point. Um, I think the biggest part of that was definitely getting my mental game right, being able to trust myself to make those plays. Yeah. Man, that's so cool that you guys have access to a sports psychologist. I mean, mm-hmm. what what a luxury that I wish all I wish more goalies had. What yeah. were some, what were some more what were some lessons that that sports psychologist taught you? Or what are some of the conversations you guys are having? Um, a lot of it was confidence, just trusting yourself. Like, I kind of like what I said earlier. I can or I will make the save because I will, I can make the save. It's something I got from them. And it's really being able to, like, I know I can make this safe, so I can. And then also a lot of it is kind of, like, learning when to take pressure off yourself. So, like, in cage, like, during practice, like, you want to, like, impress, like, the coach, impress other players. And when you don't, like, I used to, like, when I used to, like, not make a save, like, I, like, start thinking about, like, what other people, like, thought. Like, they're, like, damn, you shouldn't make that save. Like, it was really – really is like kind of like cutting out that extra noise, being able to focus on myself. And then like, we also like started working on those like cues and mantras was a big part of it. The breathing, just the basic stuff. And overall, just having somebody to talk to about that stuff is really big. I mean, just being able to like say what's going on, um, the problems you're having is huge. And to someone who's a professional kind of like knows where you should go after that is definitely something that has been a luxury. And I mean, if every, like any goalie who has the opportunity like that, uh, I'd say, take it. I mean, it really levels up your game in ways like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, man, this is such an important topic. I want to dig in a little bit more on what you said there, if if you're cool with it. So um, confidence. Yeah. Confidence. Confidence is such a weird thing as lacrosse goalies because like in order to be a great goalie, like you really need to have confidence and, and, yeah. and it becomes this like self-fulfilling prophecy where if you're playing with confidence, you play better. And the fact that you play better, then you get more confidence. But at the beginning, you don't have confidence, right? And so you have to have this like, really, you have to have this mindset of like, I haven't done anything to earn this confidence. And yet, uh-huh. like, and yet I'm going to act yeah. confident, right? Uh-huh. So like- Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that one. Well, I mean, the confidence key is it's a never ending battle. It's not something like one day you're confident and you're confident forever. It's like one day you're confident the next day you could lose it all. I mean, it's just never ending battle. And there's like kind of like little, it's really those little things that like I learned. It's like, there's no like big battle to win. It's like those little like, pieces that you add up and then you keep adding those up until you finally get into that zone. And also like when you're in cage, it's like you, like, I felt like I needed to be in the zone. Like, I mean, it's like a kind of big talk in the goalie world. I say is like being in that zone. It's like when you're in that zone, you see everything and then you're making all these saves. And then like the reality is like, you can't be in the zone for 60 minutes straight. It's just physically not possible. So kind of have to learn when to dial it back when the ball's on the other end. Like do that breathing and then kind of like focus on yourself. And like those little mantras come to play. And then once it like those like five seconds when like the dodge starts to happen is when you really need that confidence booster. And then yeah. you kind of feel like I make the save. So interesting. Yeah. I mean even even you know division one goalies right? You could be, they could be, they could struggle with confidence. Like you have a bad stretch of games. I'm sure it's happened to you. Um, Mm -hmm. and definitely happened to youth goalies happened to me, right. Where, where you're playing well, you got a lot of confidence and then you go through a bad stretch 
And to me, that's where it's, it helps to have like tape of yourself. It helps to have like journal entries where you're playing well and you kind of can go back into that mindset, refill up that confidence reservoir, right? Because it's, it's going to be going down every time we yeah, give up a goal. It's so hard to keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you mentioned when you're talking about the sports psychologist that I absolutely loved is, um, um, you know, play, well, there's two things I want to hit on playing for yourself. Like, cause I, you know, there's a young goalie that emailed me the other day and she said like, you know, I'm, when I'm playing, like I'm, I'm thinking of my dad, he's traveled an hour to be there. Right. He's paid so much money to, ha- to have me play lacrosse. And like, I feel like I'm letting him down. And that's tough. That's a real, I'm like, wow, that's tough. Right. That's real tough. But at the end of the day, like, you know, when you're thinking about others, whether it be a scout on the sidelines, coaches on the sidelines, Uh your, your family, um, you're not, you're not present in the moment of playing. And I think what that, what that sports psychologist taught you is that like, Hey, Shane, you got to focus on your, on, on yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, like we talked earlier about this, it's really like, single individual like positions like you can't play for anybody else i like to what i like to do is like kind of distinctive like separate the why we play and then like kind of like how i play like the why i play is like i play for my family i mean yeah they my dad was the same way he drove me my mom drove me to all these tournaments and put a lot of money per se into these tournaments to get me to where i am today and then it sacrificed a lot so that's why i play and why I play, like, that's why I put into the hard work I do. Like, that's why I go do those extra wall ball sessions, see those extra shots. That's the fuel that I use to put in that extra work. But when it comes to making the save, like, I don't make the save for my coach. I don't make the save for my players. Like, they, they should trust me to do what I can, and I trust them to do what they do. So it's really, you just kind of have to, focus on yourself. I mean, you can make that save, so you will make that save. And uh, if you let in that goal, I mean, it's really like, yes, as a goal, you might think like, once you start thinking about what other people start to think about you and that goal you let in, they're probably not thinking that. Like, they're probably being like, oh, that's a sick shot. Like, it's a tough save. Like, they're really not, like, you really start to get into your head there. And you kind of have to just... Once you learn how to like separate those two is when you start making those big time saves. I feel like. Yeah. Powerful stuff right there. That's awesome. Uh, final thing that you mentioned that was so great is, you know, just, just being able to talk to somebody about, about this, I think is great. And you had a professional, but it doesn't have to be a professional. It's surprising how many times like you're talking to somebody and you just figure it out yourself. Cause, yeah. cause it's just this process of like, getting it out there and talking and talking it through, um, I think is so powerful. Um, and like you said, I mean, it was a professional that you were talking with, but it was probably just this act of like telling people what you're going through. You might've figured some stuff out on your own. Huh? I mean, yeah. I mean, I kind of like through that whole process, I felt like the stuff I was talking about isn't like some crazy, like discovery, like nothing I've never heard before. Like it was honestly a bunch of stuff I have heard before, but like yeah. just starting that conversation makes you realize, uh, like kind of like where you're down, like what you need to work on. And I feel like, uh, like we kind of do this a lot. Like another like way, like I had this conversations, like we're in those goalie rooms, like the goalie core, like those three other guys on the team, like we're the goalies of the team and we all have each other's backs and like no one really understands the goalie position except for like those three other guys so being able to talk to those guys i feel like is also a huge part of like a successful goalie like having having those guys having your back really gets you to places that you never thought you could be yeah love it man love it that's so cool the other thing i'll add too is um you know and and this kind of just goes into what you just said it's kind of like helping others to help yourself helping others to help yourself. Meaning if I, if, if I'm struggling with some sort of problem, like confidence, right. If I say, all right, I'm going to help another goalie with his confidence. What what would I say to him? How would I coach him and his confidence by doing that? You're actually helping Uh yourself. Cause now this happens to me all the time. Like I talk to goalies and I coach goalies 
uh-huh. on the mental game. And then like when I have these own mental issues in my own life, I'm like, man, I know what to, I know what to do. I know what to think. I've, I've, I've coached this exact yeah. situation. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Yeah, I see where you're going. But like, I would say like when you're in cage, like it's so tough to like coach yourself. Like I'm like kind of like very independent person. So I love to like kind of like not rely on too many other things, but having somebody who's like watching you like a coach or another goalie is so important because yeah. when you're like in your head, like say like last weekend, I was like in my head a little bit during the Hopkins game. And then I'd like, uh, some of the back of goalies come up to me and like, you're like, Hey man, you're on your toes. Like, yeah, you're not seeing the ball. Like you just gotta be patient. Like you're good. Like you got this, like, you know how to save these, like, just do what you do. Um, really helps. Cause especially when you're in that moment, you kind of like don't realize some of the stuff you're doing. So just having that extra voice, having those extra set of eyes is extremely helpful. Totally. Yeah, I mean that was kind of my whole point. I don't think you can coach yeah. yourself no, mentally yeah. nor nor out there like, you know, physically and what you're doing in your technique wise. So, yeah. helps helps to have uh another set of eyes and another another coach. Um cool. Well, I got some uh I got some tape of the Notre Dame game. I was wondering if I could just show you some saves and and we could chat about it a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um let me go ahead and uh uh, wait, no, that's not it. Here. Um, you can see this, yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, first thing I wanted to talk about. Ranked road matchup got you a little history as they take on this. Got you a little pregame jump rope routine. Talk to me a little bit about your kind of kind of your pregame routine. Uh yeah, so that's like kind of like the shoot around time before we really start getting to warm-ups. Uh, that's like the time where I really like to get stretched out and then just get worn. So like maybe it's a jump rope, getting the ball moving or like just some juggling along with that stretching. Uh, it's definitely really important because right after this, I go into the locker room. We have our pregame meeting and come out and like I go right to my like shot warm-up. So having this like individual time is huge being able to focus on like little things i feel like it's also like really like nice calming time it's like before the game like you're out on the field like nothing much you can just kind of like just sit back take a breath i really like that yeah that's awesome uh why'd you go with number 41 uh i was number 19 in high school so that was like my first number coming in and like 41 was available and i think it's just an awesome goalie number. I know Shane Doss wore it at Notre Dame, and he was somebody I loved to watch growing up. I mean, same name, so kind of easy there to have someone to look up to. I think it's like I just think it's a really cool goalie number. It just looks good on the my jersey. Love it, <laughs> love it. Yeah, if I ever met another goalie named Damon, man, that would be my instant my instant favorite goalie. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> you got to show love to the Shane's probably one of those names too, where like kind of like Damon, where it's common enough that people have it, but when another person has it, you're like, yeah, what's up, Damon? Yeah, exactly. Like it's not like a matter Adam whether it's like tons of them. Like yeah, it's like still like rare enough that when you meet one, it's like, oh, let's go. What's up, Shane? What's up, Shane? <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, these these warm ups, these things are sick. Is it is this a hoodie like long sleeve warm up, or do you have a, a yeah, hoodie underneath? It's a hoodie, hoodie long sleeve. Everyone's got them with their numbers on them. So sick. Perk of being in Michigan, we get some some pretty cool gear. So I gotta get me one of those. Yeah. Um, but then 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 you go to this guy. This guy's got the guns out. This guy's got the, got yeah, the guns no, out. So what's are, going on there? The cut off sleeves. <laughs> Kind of intimidating, not going to lie, when you see some huge guy like that stepping down on you. <laughs> That's funny, man. All right, uh, let's take a look at some saves right here. I'm just going to let it play first, and we can talk about uh-huh. it. There's Matt Cavanaugh's old number 50. Cavanaugh gets the step. Right hand free. Save car. Ball. It's a good save. Good save. So Cavanaugh um, sort of beats his defender top side, which, you know, yeah. As 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 a defense, you probably don't don't want that because, as you see, like there's no one who can really is in a good position to make a slide. He gets a hands free shot, and does that one hit you in the chest or does it get you in the in the uh, unmentionables? Like, kind of like in the waist. Area. Waist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this is just you know one of those saves where he's so close, you're in great positioning. Maybe you kind of see it last second. Good, good, good step 
in there. I don't know if you had anything else to add on this one. Yeah, I mean, this is like one of those ones. I mean, he has top side, and uh, I feel like the pressure is on him to make the goal instead of you, really. And you kind of see that, like, my feet don't move, and I feel like that's kind of big. I kind of, like, hold my ground and kind of sit on the ball and then make him hit me, uh, sort of say. Mm-hmm. And this was also a huge save. I mean, they scored the first goal uh, on the first shot they took. So that's, like, never a great thing as a goalie. So to be able to get this save, especially off the body, was huge for me, a huge confidence uh, booster, too. Yeah, I'm, I was the same way. Like, I felt a little nervous until I got that first first touch, that first save. So this this yeah. save, like, you know, even if it's a body save, that's great. Like, it just probably kind of calms down a little bit, and now you're feeling loose. You can get out there and play. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, it's like, okay, made this first save. Like, let's go. Like, you're feeling it. Yeah. This is what I was talking about when we were talking about the wide base. Like you can kind of mm-hmm. see from his angle, like, you know, you, your feet are at the pipes. Right. And so yeah. you essentially know if there's a shot outside of this left foot, that's going wide. There's a shot outside this right foot that's going wide. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it opens up five hole, but, but, you know, I don't know. Do you, do you, are you thinking in your head? Like I give up a lot of five hole. I need to, to be exceptional mm-hmm. at that type of save. I try not to think that because when I start thinking about that is when I start letting those in. I'm like, when I start thinking about, okay, like five holes open, like he's probably going to shoot a five hole. That's when you start like the hitch mm, and like, yeah. yeah, if you like leave early, you might make the save, but like you could also easily give up a, uh, like a high shot, uh, which should be an easy save. And yeah. So like once you start making those like mental, like start thinking too much is when you start making those mistakes and, also, with the wide stance, one thing I want to point out is, like, you see him move from, like, goal line up to, like, really seven and seven and kind of see that, like, I don't have to move once. And I like that, like, maybe, like, one step to, like, open up. But for the most part, like, I'm, like, still. And for, like, shooters, when they get goalies moving, I feel like that's when they start to, like, make those goals. So, yeah, and, like, when you're not moving as a goalie, it gives you more time and more time to focus on the ball and to be set and ready. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, you, you see like right here, he's at goal line extended and you're on the pipe. Right. And then yeah. he gets to, like you said, he gets to a really great spot like six to six, seven to seven. And really all you've done, your right foot hasn't moved. You've really just sort of done a little drop step, pivot the hips. And now you're square to the shooter and great in a great position. Yeah. Great point. Um, all right. Two thirty. And he's going to break the single-season goals record, too. Only needs 12 to get there. Pat Cavanaugh getting the pick from Riley Gray. Here's Angle. Oh, baby. Great save. Great save. So if you just got the audio, um, again, uh-huh. this 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 guy comes in. I mean, he you know beats his defender. He's, he's right on the crease. And bam, you just make that save is this to, is this now for you just sort of a read them and beat them type of situation because he is so close he's right uh, on top of you yeah i mean this is kind of like i saw his stick looking for a pipe and like this is kind of such a tough save to make with your stick so you just kind of have to throw your body in front of the ball and hope it hits you and then do what you can i mean yeah i took that one off my like inner thigh so yeah, just I didn't even like, notice that. I thought you got I, it with the stick. Yeah, it does hit off the thigh. We, we need some we need some more high def video here, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, regardless, I mean, yeah. great save. Yeah, you just have to like get your body, like especially on those inside ones. You there's like kind of like a sweet spot to where you don't want to be too explosive, but you want to be explosive enough to like just cover that. And then like inside, like especially on like when they're going high to low your body is a huge part of it. Like it's so tough to like get your stick down from like that high position all the way down to make a low save when they're right on the crease. So if you can like learn how to utilize like your feet and like legs, it really adds so much to your game. Yeah. And, and making sure that your stick is not like, I see a lot, your, your stick head is like, you know, not covering your body. Cause Mm -hmm. I see like when you break it down slow motion, a lot of times I see some of the goalies and, and, 
like their stick is like covering their leg on these in tight ones. Right. And it's like, that's wasted territory. Cause it, cause your legs <laughs> there. So I do kind of like that. And you see blaze do this a lot where, you know, when it's an in tight shot, he'll actually kind of go down to a knee and kind of with his body cover the lower part of the goal. And then with his, his yeah. stick, cause he's tall, he can still reach up and hit and cover even the top corner. So he'll make like a high save on his knees. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I know exactly. Like, he kind of, like, buckles his knee a little bit, kind of mm -hmm. shuts off that low area. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't personally do that, um, but for some people, it, like, really works. I mean, just being able to use that lower uh, part of your body adds, like, that extra part to your game. Yeah. I've seen um, – I mean, I watch a lot of goalies, so I've seen a lot of goalies do it. And you got to have the height. Again, you got to have the height to do it because if, you know, yeah, if you're right. – if you're like me and you go down to your knees, there's no way you can reach the top <laughs> in the top of the goal. But, but, um, yeah. there's a goalie I sponsor, Will Mark from LIU. And like, he, he makes a lot of, he makes a lot of nice saves. Oh, like yeah. That. I think I was watching one of your videos. He like, was like on his knees and made like a, like some crazy, like step down save. I'm like, yeah. Oh, like absurd. And those are also really cool saves to watch. Those are just like, look <laughs> yeah, cool. they look good too. Yeah. They look good. Uh, cool. I think there's one right after this. Yeah, easy. Sort of an easy save right there. One mm -hmm. thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know if you. I don't know if you quite do it, but like getting set in your stance, like when you're moving on the. When you're moving on the on the arc, um, I see a lot of goalies kind of do this like little, you know, just kind of like a little jump, little little yeah, hop jump to kind of reset the feet. Do you do that? Yeah. Oh, I try not to do that. I try yeah. to like step into it and like kind of get my feet set, like kind of like squat into it. Yeah. Because like I found like when I jump into it, I tend to be on my toes, and then I kind of don't really be like get set as much. Like when I step into it, I feel like a lot more balanced and my base just feels a lot more steady and strong when I do that. Like I know for some people, especially, and especially when it's like the ball's moving fast, like it's kind of tough to step into it, but like when you jump into it and like your body's moving, like you can get like caught off guard pretty easily. I think. Yeah. You can kind of see in this tape right here, you kind of, how you could just kind of like sort of step into it. Um, yeah. which is great, you know, different, different styles, um, work and that gets you set. When the shot's right at you, some goalies ask me, like, do I still need to step? I think I think the answer, especially at the higher levels, is no, right? Like, I mean, if the shot's right at you, just make the save. There's no reason to step towards the ball um, during that shot. Would you agree? Yeah, there's no reason to. I mean, if you're just stepping, you're just honestly making it so much harder. And, like, that's also, like, you got to be, especially on those, anything outside 10 yards, you have to be patient on um, – and just kind of like read it and like see it like you first have to see the ball and then like read where it's going and then when it's like to your stick side like those are honestly like sometimes tougher like saves to make because like you feel like you have so much time you have to like make some sort of move but like when in reality you just have to like like all you have to do is wait maybe make like an inch to your right and to make the save nothing crazy yeah, there's this save. Um, maybe it's the next one, but it just totally goes to what. Yeah, it's it is this one right here. It totally goes to what you're saying. I mean, this is a pretty. Well, let me actually let me just run the play real quick. Still has it. Finds Westland. That's an easy save for Carr. I don't know if that's an easy save, but hey. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty hard. It actually like hit, like kind of tipped off the defender there too. So it's like redirected a little bit. And I feel like kind of my game, that patient game, and also like the fast hands that I like to focus on, like I can make those saves without having to do anything too extra and make, I guess, make it look pretty easy. To yeah. I mean, if you, you can make a niche say that that's an easy save. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is not an easy save. That guy is, I mean, he's hands free stepping into a, into a shot. I didn't even know it tipped off the defender. It's going, it's, it's about ready to sting the top right corner and you go mm. off stick across the face. Uh, but this one to me is like one of those ones where, you know, you were talking about patience. It's hard to see yeah. in this, in this, in this thing, but here's, here's the ball, right? You haven't moved yet. And, and mm -hmm. 
almost like if I could do one more frame, like, like, look, there's the ball. You haven't moved. Yeah. You've, you've just started to move and the ball is like now, you know, at the crease and then bam, snap your top hand over there and get there. Yeah. So just being confident that like, if I see it, I can get there in a fraction of a second. Yeah. I mean, right. Well, yeah. It's all confidence. I feel like trusting myself. Cause like, if I'm like trying to like beat this, like beat this ball in the sense that like, I'm trying to anticipate it and like start moving before I not really know where it's going. I can like make the wrong move and then there's no way I'm saving the ball. So uh, if I can just sit on the ball, be patient and confident to know where it's going, uh, I can make the save with my hands and get there. Yeah. Just amazing save. And, and look at the score too. Still one, nothing, you know? So it's like each of these saves, it's like keeping your game, your team in the game. And um, yeah, just impressive. I, I like to the vertical, uh, not vertical, but horizontal finish. Uh, I talk about that. I've heard a lot of coaches talk about that. Like w- regardless of where the, where the save is or the shot is like, I'm going to finish with a horizontal stick. Cause that means I've really gotten my bottom hand involved in the save yeah, as well. I feel like- the bottom hand is like a big part of that speed because it like kind of doubles the amount of power you're using to get the head of the stick over there and like doubles the speed. Um, so yeah, like bottom, like the top hands for precision, bottom hands for power. Bottom, yeah. like power and speed. Love it, man. Love it. Um, well, cool. Let me just maybe one more. Uh, there was one uh, question I had here. Um, are these the, uh, talk to me a little about your stick setup. So you got the Eclipse two. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what kind of shaft you got, but, but, uh, or what kind of mesh that is to, to use with the, with the nylon, uh, talk to me a little bit about, have you always had that or, and, and do you string up your sticks? Yeah, that's just always been my go-to. I think that's just a solid all around gives you like good channel, good amount of whip before hitting the top of the head. I got the X one, like the, what was it? Like the. I forget what it is, but uh, I think it's String King or something like uh, X1. It's like semi-hard mm-hmm. mesh in there. I don't like the soft mesh, especially nowadays, because sometimes it gets too baggy, especially in this game, it was raining. So my stick started bag out a little bit. Mm. But I don't know. I, I like having that deep pocket for that hold and also gives up a lot less rebounds. But And I like having the top being a little tight so it kind of – kind of gives you like those powerful outlets there yeah do you string up your sticks or does someone else do it uh not the best stringer so i usually have somebody like string up a stick but i can't like recreate it so if i have a stick i like i'll just keep the same exact patterns and just keep on doing the same thing so i actually starting up this one based on another stick that i used nice yeah i'm not a good stick stringer either i have others others I outsource that task to the pros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not many people can do it. Yeah. And I think what gloves are these? Are these the, the, the cells? The Maverick Roams. Oh, know? Maverick Roams. Yeah. 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 I really like the thumb on them. I don't know. I kind of like when there's like a strap across the top. Cause I like to put like my mouth guard in there, but the thumb, like they have like thumb lock things. So I really like that. Yeah. I have the, um, oh, they're downstairs. I have the, uh, uh a maverick pair of gloves and um yeah the thumb to me is like the best design out of all of them um it's still not invisible and you probably i mean you've probably had thumb injuries right yeah yeah Uh, i mean i've gone through a couple thumbnails before so every goal i have Yeah. yeah but um i don't know to me that that's that's one of the better ones um all right i want to take a look there was one more save i think 554 Here come the Irish Jackaboys leading the charge. Right hand saved by Carr. Yeah, it's kind of a great save. I mean, it's another one of those saves where you just make it look so easy. You know, the guy's mm-hmm. coming down, and you know it's a stick side hip um, shot. And a lot of goalies say that that's a real tough location because you kind of like, you know, you yeah. kind of go you go too low, or maybe maybe you just don't see it that well. But yeah, just beautiful save. Yeah, I think this was like, I mean, on any sort of fast break like this, you kind of like see me like kind of like, not slowly, but like get into my stance when I need to. Like, this is like kind of one of those ones where 
it's like, okay, I'm taking a deep breath, get in my stance, get set, make the save. I mean, mm-hmm. those are the ones that, those are the type of saves you live for. Those ones, those are like big momentum ones. Yeah. And you can't really get lost in the moment there. You just kind of have to be like, deep breath, set, do what you do, make the save, hit the outlet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this one is very, just in terms of the style, it's very, you know, Blaze Reardon-esque where, you know, he's mm-hmm. kind of standing, comfortable. And then, I mean, you're not in your stance right now. He's about ready to wind up and the stick head goes back and boom, then you get in the stance and you're in the perfect stance, perfect position to make that save. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Shane, that was awesome, man. Thank you so much for going through that. And, and uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and kind of sharing your story and a bunch of tips along the way. Uh, I had a ton of fun. Yeah, it was awesome to be on this. Can't wait to see it out there on the internet. Yeah, I love it. Well, if you had to leave the uh, the goalies out there with one last piece of advice, what would that be? Uh, you're in cage for a reason. So trust yourself and make those saves. Uh, I'm Not everyone can play goalie, so you're a special breed. All right, here's what I'm taking away. I can make this save, and I will make this save. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, bud. Good luck this weekend against Maryland, and we'll talk soon. Thanks. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that episode. That was Michigan goalie Shane Carr. I love that segment of him working with the sports psychologist. Some really powerful stuff in there. I can make the save and I will make the save. Oh, man, that is a great mantra. And if you're looking for a a post-goal routine, something to work into your routine to stay mentally on your game after giving up a goal. I highly recommend something like that. All right, that'll do it for this week. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Hope you learned a thing or two. If you're still listening at this point, I want to say thank you so much for the support. I do this for you guys, and I love hearing from you. All right, Uh, it is coming up on summer season. We're at the end of May, national championship games this weekend. Going to be a ton of fun. I hope you're going to be watching because I know I will be. In the meantime, get out there. Get some work in, do well, and be well. Coach Damon, take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.